Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the immediate start of the real baseball season edition of Sharing Socks. I am Southside Sox duty geezer Lee Allen, and with me, my son and West Coast correspondent, Will. I am wearing, my, for inspiration for the team, my 2005 World Series champion shirt and my Ozzie Guillen signed hat. And, well, you can't see it because it's signed anymore because it bleeps out, but it was signed by Ozzie and Will has behind him Angel Stadium because he will be going to the game on Sunday night. That is true. I'm coming at you live from fake Angel Stadium, but I, I will be coming at you with fellow Southside Soxer, uh, Bill Mankey? Mankey? Not even exactly sure how to say his last name yet. We haven't met, but we will be attending uh, Dylan Cease's perfect game on Sunday. Very excited. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Dylan Cease yesterday, now I can't say looked because there wasn't video, but watching StatCast, and they had full StatCast and full GameCast uh, yesterday. It wasn't this nice single to left field, and then three minutes later, <laughs> walk. <laughs> it was, so you had all the data, and he was firing over 98 Um is you could watch the breaking pitches, you know, and, and he was getting swings and misses. And, I mean, it, it was the best Dylan Cease ever. I, I watched some of the video footage of uh, some of the strikeouts, and holy crap, he is throwing stuff that he did not throw before. He is, he is, and, and you know, I know you've been always a big Dylan Cease rah rah. I have not been, I've been a doubter. I still think it's going to be on and off with him, sure, through the season, but to me. 
if he's on half the time, to me, that is a huge plus for the team. That, that, that to me, breaks expectations. Well, now that we're in this weird place of our lineup being a big question mark instead of, you know, a little more certain as it was a few weeks ago, uh, it's making Cease and Rodon far more important than they even were before. And fortunately for us, they are trending in the right direction. They have uh, the guys who have been the weakest in the spring really have, have been Keichel and Lynn and not that they've been terrible or anything. They just have been eh, uh, for them. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the Dane Dunning trade is looking worse and worse every single day. It, yeah. Because. I mean, it, I think if they knew you're not going to have Eloy Jimenez in 2021, that trade does not happen. Of course it doesn't. Yeah. Which is, which I get not having that foresight, but also you do need to think that these things can happen, especially since, you know, Eloy gets a little excited in the field uh, and they were putting him out there a lot. So it, it's, it's terrible foresight, but I, I understand still the deal in some ways, but now it's looking rough. If Dane Dunning turns out to be. Dunning had a nice spring. Stud, too. <laughs> did a great spring. I mean, he's, he's, going to be a, a key starter in the Texas rotation. Not that that matters a lot this year, but uh, I'm, I'm very, very interested to see what happens with him. It is really interesting, though, watching Cease and Rodon, which has far and away been the best part of spring, uh, spring ball for the White Sox. It's kind of the, oh, one, yeah. the one thing we needed to be exciting and feel new, and it did. Yeah, they, yeah. Bo- they both look like totally rejuvenated pitchers. And I mean, if they're, if they're, you know, half as decent as they were in the spring, we're looking at an, at an okay season overall. But if they come out like they were in the spring, then you're talking about having one of the best rotations along with the best bullpen in major league baseball. I had, we, I think you and I long, long ago, like in the fall, we were going, oh, I think next season, what do you think? And I think we kind of were close, like an 88, 74 kind of thing. Um, five, uh, 38 came out this week and they came out at an 85, 77. Uh, and when Eloy went down, I actually was dropping my podcast. You know, it's not going to be 88 anymore, but these guys have looked so good. I kind of bounced back. I think Southside talks that we have on site the predictions by all of our staff, which is like 147 people. Uh, and I, I, I kicked my just I, first with Eloy, I was going down to about that 85, and then with what, what season was done, I, I think I did an 87. So I, I still think 87, 88. I don't think they're going to win the division but they very well could. So, okay, here's my thing about winning the division. I was just looking at um, the ranking of opening day pitchers that ESPN did, and they have Kenta Maeda very high, very high on that list. Not quite at Giolito, but high. I don't understand these Twins predictions based on that, based on what they will have as their starting rotation. I think the White Sox starting rotation, if Cease and Rodon produce, is the best rotation in the Central, and it's not even close. I I don't understand. Well, those guys produce, yes, absolutely. Yeah, if if they produce, we already have the best bullpen, and I'm I think that's in all of baseball. I actually think that. I think with Thank Cody you. Hoyer 
and and Bummer and Hendricks and Crochet. Like Kopech has not been looking great yet, but you know he hasn't played in a year and a half. So I, I really think that these Twins predictions are very generous. They may be. I. Uh, Strangely, because what you go in, if you came out of last year and you go, boy, we can hit. We can really, really hit. Yeah, I don't know about the pitching. And now you come out of the spring and you're really going, man, if we got pitching, I don't know about the hitting. Yeah, I saw a <laughs> fellow Southside Sox uh, guy, James Fox, who we've had on the podcast. Uh, he had a great tweet yesterday that was like, boy, I did not expect – uh, to be predicting that the pitching is what's going to get us deep in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, having a Loy go down does not, does not deplete this offense. It definitely hurts. It hurts bad. Eloy was, I think, poised to have an insane breakout season. Uh, however, it's not. We don't like the word break with, with Eloy. True, true. I thought he was going to tear it up this year. Oh, that's not good either. Um, but I mean, you're still talking about Tim Anderson. You're still talking about Luis Robert. You're still talking about Yasmani Grandal. Still talking about Jose Abreu, the, Nick Madrigal for batting average. Andrew Vaughn has a lot of potential. This is still a terrifying lineup, especially if you're a left-handed pitcher. Uh, although you know you have these things this spring, and again, spring, yes. And sometimes we go, well, it's only spring, so that doesn't matter that they're doing badly like Jose and, and Luis. Uh, but then they turn around and go, well, they had a great spring. So that's, you know, we can't have it both ways. Either the spring mattered when it was bad and when it's good, or it didn't matter either way. But um, it's the American way to think that you can <laughs> have it both ways. Which just brave. This is, this is apropos of nothing right here, although I, I realized it in yesterday, watching, sort of watching yesterday's game. The attitude of fans as we go into another season of fandom. One of my favorite things, and it's me. I am totally guilty of this every time. If your guy swings and misses at a slider that bounces four feet up the first baseline or third baseline, as the case may be, you go, well, you stupid jerk. How could you have swung at that? But if your pitcher strikes out a guy on a ball that bounces four feet up the baseline, you're going, wow nasty slider (laughs) that's just fandom as someone uh who would strike out on any slider ever thrown by any major leaguer at any level uh i don't i I don't hate on the guys who swing at the sliders in spring training as much uh and i'm in spring training i mean in the in the regular season you you have that attitude yeah now yesterday's game did the setting, the greatness, I mean, of Cease was, was the, the highlight of yesterday's game. The low light was they were facing. Can we just pause for a second and, and point out that you just used the phrase greatness of Cease? <laughs> I did. I mean, he was terrific. This is a big moment for me. <laughs> I actually yeah. feel like all of White Sox fandom owes me an apology. <laughs> I, should, I should be sitting in a confessional for that. Um, but the low light was they were facing a soft throwing lefty who was the number five starter on the second worst team in the <laughs> National League. Maybe the second worst team in the major leagues. And the only run they produced off him was single 
walk, walk, sacrifice, fly. Otherwise, he totally shut down the offense. Okay. An offense that was and I 14 that and 0 against no, lefties. Last I get year. that you're upset about this, but listen to what you just said. Single, walk, walk, sacrifice. That's I know, two walks. That's great. scenario for the White Sox. <laughs> it, it, you've been preaching this for years. And here you go. They show up. They do exactly what you want. And the next day. Oh, yeah. No, it's true. They, and they had three walks and seven strikeouts. It was a perfectly acceptable ratio. Um, I mean, and you hope that continues. I, I get what you're saying. It, it was a day that they probably should have hit. That being said, this White Sox team is all energy so the idea of of spring ball amping them up at all in in any way is just no good and I I have no no fears that Abreu, Moncada, uh, Luis, Tim, Nick they're they are gonna come out banging tomorrow night. No you didn't mention and this is sad because this was a very very important preseason acquisition to make up for the loss of Aloy. You didn't mention Jake Lamb. Correct. Jake Lamb hits a solid 200 against righties anytime and actually he hangs in there against lefties that way too. Well to be fair we are actually looking a little better if he hits 200 than, uh, you know, <laughs> than and, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Adam LaRoche and Adam Dunn uh, and, uh, yonder Alonzo uh, John Jay we are looking at just actually a highly productive season if we can get Lamb to hit 200 no doubt about that let's uh let's actually take a break we'll, real quick and then we'll come back and talk about what this roster uh, is is going to look like tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, opening night uh, in Anaheim. We'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. Uh, if you missed the first half, which I don't know how you could have done that because this is not live radio, uh, but if you missed it, you missed my dad referring to yesterday's game uh, <laughs> and referring to the greatness of Cease, uh, which is 100% exactly how he should be feeling and describing Dylan's work. Dylan, come on the pod. You're number one fan. I am one, I am one Dylan Cease appearance away. And I mean appearance on this podcast. I'm one appearance away from splurging for the Dylan Cease jersey. <laughs> I will not do it if you don't come on this podcast, Dylan. I will not do it. And you know no one else has one. Probably, probably just holding off to save you money on the expense of a jersey. He's, he's, he's helping out. He knows actors don't have much work these days. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's very true. Which is why the stakes are so high for me to get the jersey. Dylan's got to come on the pod. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about let's talk about what this roster is going to look like. The last time we recorded, actually, Eloy was moments away from being hurt. Yes. Um, so we have not talked about what this is going to look like tomorrow. Well, uh, and of course, uh, Adam Engel is still out for 
probably at least half of April, maybe most of it, mm -hmm. uh, depending on how things turn out with him. Uh, presuming uh, it's going to be Andrew Vaughn and left. And of course, uh, Roberts and, and Eaton for the rest of the outfield. And of course, Jose Madrigal, I think he was the only starter who didn't play yesterday. Uh, Tim and, uh, and Yuan around uh, the end. So I did see actually a tweet this morning um, that said that it is most likely Leori will start in left uh, and Vaughn will be the DH. Oh, okay. Now that's with a righty throwing for the Angels. The Angels are going to then have, I think their rotation goes then two lefties, including one of my favorite players ever, except it won't be this week, uh, uh, Jose Quintana. Um, and then, so it'll be, it'll go righty, lefty, lefty, righty, I think, uh, for the four games that the Sox have out in Los Angeles for whatever that matters. Uh, Grandal will have a day off in there somewhere, probably. Um, and, uh, he did not have great spring, but he's, he's, he's a low average hitter anyway. I mean, he's like a I career 230 something guy. I feel like he, I'm most power. likely to see Grandal. Or I'm most likely to see Collins on Sunday night. I, I think by that time you may see Collins. And it'd be interesting to see what happens with Zach in the regular season. He, he had a good spring, although both of the, both of the backup catchers who they're keeping, uh, Collins and, and Mercedes, started out totally on fire and then went kind of downhill through the spring, yeah. especially Mercedes, but, but Zach too. And that's going to happen because you're facing more major league pitching as – as you go along through spring training, the, the guys who are sending it to single A are gone and then the double A ones and so on. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Zach can hit when it's real major league pitching all the time. Yeah. I think he has improved his swing, but I think what happens that lets you get away with things in spring training when you do that is they're not making a book on you. The teams are not working on what are the opposing pit hitters doing? They, if they know you already, they know you already. But if they don't, which would be the case with, with, with a Collins or a Mercedes, uh, they don't know you. They're not bothering coming up with a great book on you. They're going to do this once the season starts and you're on a regular roster. They're going to figure it out. So if you have, say, a Collins who absolutely could not hit high heat because the swing, he was, he was trying to hit at 500 feet and it was too big a swing and he couldn't get around. Well, now he seems to have shortened up a little, you know, you, a little more control on the swing. Maybe you can hit IE, but maybe then he can't hit sliders. No, we don't know. Yeah. And the opposing pitchers don't know, and it'll, and it'll take a while. So for those two, if they're still both around after Angle comes back, and I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, or just Billy Hamilton will go bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, or go to go to Schaumburg and, and, and enjoy, you know, all the fine restaurants out there. Um, so uh, we don't know what's going to happen with those backup catchers. I still think, and somebody, we, we did this thing that we mentioned with the predictions. You also had who's going to be the most valuable player on the Sox, et cetera. And, and I think uh, Tim Anderson's my choice. Uh, you know, there were Jose, there were yeah, various choices. Somebody did mention Grandel, and I think Grandel, while not the most valuable player on the team, is the most critical player on the team. Absolutely. Because it's very possible. Yes, Collins has, has gone to the one-knee look. He's doing better framing, uh, which shouldn't even be a skill. I mean, it's a shame that it is. Uh, uh, but also, that also lets you give a better target low when you're doing that one leg spread out to the Big side. Time. Yeah. What it hinders is control the base runners, 
and he's been about as bad as you can possibly be at that before. So they have to see whether uh, if he goes out with the one leg, if you know Nelson Cruz steals on him or uh, whatever may happen there. Uh, well, the, the other big factor too is saying. you know because Collins is so he's pretty bad behind the plate, and you know if you send him out there with Dylan Cease on Sunday, is that helpful at all? Because you want someone like Grandall catching someone like Cease, who is still in the process of of finding that greatness, if it exists. And, you know, Collins... Maybe throw Collins out with Lynn on, on, on Saturday. But then you've got him going up... Uh, oh, no, that would be... A, no, that's a left-handed pitcher, though, they're facing. So you're probably not going to send Collins. Oh, over. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think Sunday is when we'll see him, because they're the facing yeah. a righty. Uh, Grandal, Grandal, while a switch hitter, uh, is actually a little better righty than yeah. lefty. He's, he doesn't have huge splits, but he's a little better righty. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it, we're going to learn a lot this week on what LaRusse is going to try to make work. Um, I am not in a position of being concerned yet. I mean, losing Aloy stinks. Of course, it stinks. But I am not in panic mode yet. There are still elite baseball players on this team. Well, Many we know it's going to be a good team. The question is just how good. Yeah. I, it's, 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 it's not going to be the seven-year drought coming back again. That, that's no. just not going to happen. No, it's, it's going to be the real deal. And it is going to be the pitching that will we'll have to carry it. But, wow, we are in, we're in a great spot for that. I mean, a lot of teams would love this rotation and pretty much every team would love this bullpen. Um, so before we go, since we can get it on the record, NLCS pr- prediction, ALCS prediction, World Series prediction. What do you got? NLCS. Let's, let's go over there first. Um Despite the Padres' huge improvement, the Dodgers will be there. Boy, it then becomes tough for the other. You know, I think the Padres could emerge from the wild card and we'd have a West against West NLCS, which the Dodgers win. Yeah, I mean, one, on one of those two teams is going to be the, is going to be the wild card. It's going to be the Dodgers or the Padres because they are so loaded right now. Uh, Something has to go horribly wrong. I am going to actually, despite being in L.A., I'm going to say the Padres are going to beat the Mets in the NLCS. Yeah, well, certainly not not an impossibility at all. The Mets are going to be very good. And I'm um, excited. So are the Braves. So they're not going to just run around with. No, the, the Braves were kind of the toss up because the Braves are, are really stacked too. But I think Mets pitching. That's, that's, that's a really good division. It's great this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, and of course, one thing that will help the Sox record, uh, but also helps the Twins and the Indians, is that once again, I don't know why it is two years in a row. It doesn't make any sense at all. But thank you. Uh, we have the NL Central to play, which is absolutely dismal. Cardinals yeah. will be a little better. The Brewers will be a little better. The Cubs will be worse. The Reds will be worse. And the Pirates are like a, at best, double-A team. So Yeah. Um, All right. So what do you got for the ALCS? You're not going to like this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Sox that's fans, listen, 
a radio guy allowing dead air is bad. <laughs> That's, yeah, <laughs> my life in radio, and I and I did the, the very very bad thing. Uh, Yankees are going to be one of the two teams there. Sure. I think uh, let's be optimistic and say the White Sox. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think it's a fine chance to win the division, but I don't think they will. I think that they will come out of the wild card, winning the wild card, and that they could then win one series, and and they'll they'll be up against the Yankees. I agree. I think we will have White Sox Yankees on that side. I think the White Sox will prevail. Um, I think the Yankees will, but that's. I- if all right, here's what I'm gonna say. If the bullpen stays healthy, I think the White Sox go to the World Series. Well, with bullpens too, it's healthy and steady. Relievers are flaky people, mm-hmm. and very fine relievers have years where they just can't do a damn thing. Yeah, and very mediocre relievers have years where they're suddenly super. I mean, 2005. Look at the total journeyman bullpen that the Sox had in 2005 and every one of them had a career year yeah that's true. Um, that was the magical that, year of taking a bunch of guys who were all right and making them great <laughs> that's what made the rumor that that, that Don Cooper was a genius yeah. uh, and, and he earned it that year for sure um, kind of faded later but so, uh, you, so you've got the Yankees and the Dodgers in the I, and I hate, you know, wow. it's probably a matter of having grown up through the 50s with baseball when it was the Yankees and the Dodgers every year. <laughs> yeah. So you have uh, Network TV's dream scenario. Yes, yeah, because Yankees the two Dodgers. largest markets are going. Yeah. And then I have their nightmare scenario, <laughs> which is the less popular Chicago team and the Padres. Uh, I'm not going to predict two wins, but I am going to say I'm predicting a White Sox Padres World Series, which I actually now it's it's a less frequent prediction, but it was kind of early on a, a fairly common prediction for this year's. I, I checked when I after uh, five thirty eight came out because those were the first predictions after Aloy went down. Right, uh, and they're running you know, they run thousands of computer simulations to come up with with what they do. Um, I looked back. I looked at the Las Vegas betting lines, and again, the betting lines do not necessarily mean this is what they think is going to happen. It's what how they think people are going to bet. Yeah, um, and that hasn't changed. Yeah, I I don't think uh, it should at this point. And, I... it, and it and it goes Yankees, White Sox, and I think the Twins maybe uh, on the uh, in the American League. Well, I'm, I mean, I, I definitely think we are in for a very exciting season. I'm going in very hopeful, very optimistic, even more so than last year. I mean, the idea that we could have five good starters is just mind-boggling to me as a White Sox fan. <laughs> um, to think that we won't have three days a week where we're dreading who's pitching uh, is is really great. But I think that's all the time we have for today. Um, do you have any final comments, Geezer, before uh, we, we head into the season? Yeah, enjoy the game Sunday night. Thank you very much. Uh, I will uh, come back with a, a written piece probably after our experience, my experience with Bill, uh, to kind of talk about what 
experiencing baseball in the, you know, 33% capacity quarantine situation feels like uh, in 2021. I'm hoping it's all going to be good. Uh, And we will see you next week to dissect the first week of Major League Baseball, which I can't believe we're saying. uh, And I, I could not be more pumped. So we'll see you next time on Sharing Socks.